0: We return here to ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Lavica, host of Ken Lavicka Live weekdays at noon on ESPN 106.3, and it's Ken Lavica Live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and I am absolutely honored to have them on board with me with uh, this new point in my career. It's been an awful lot of fun, and uh, we are we are getting something exciting off the ground here noon every single day on ESPN West Palm and the head of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And this is really the biggest reason I'm so thrilled that the FAU MBA Sport Management Program's the title sponsor is because the whole thing was put together by my friend for an awful long time of an awful long time. We're talking a decade now. I've known him through my work with Florida Atlantic. He for twenty one years has run the FAU MBA Sport Management Program it's Dr. Jim Reardon, and he joins us here on ESPN 106.3. Dr. Reardon, I know we've talked, and I know we went back and forth in the process to try and put together the title sponsorship, but now that the show is off and rolling and things are starting to get into a groove, I think it's just worth reiterating again how appreciative I am that uh, you're uh, you're on board with me, and you've got my back, and it's just a really, really great feeling, and I appreciate you.
1: Well, Ken, thanks uh, very much for the kind words and the compliments, and again, it's great be honest with you guys. Uh, when I saw this, uh, this opportunity, um, I said, what a great way, you know, we've, uh, as you mentioned, we've had a great partnership, uh, with, with yourself and also uh, good karma, uh, uh, brands, the owner of ESPN one Oh six, three and, uh, all the folks up there, uh, you know, Mike Petroka, Stephanie Prince, obviously Steve Palms um, you know, uh, a, a great five years and seeing this opportunity, where someone like yourself, who certainly deserves his own show, um, needs to be uh, out out on the limelight on on his own, Uh, this would be a great opportunity for us to get involved. Um, Although I must admit, um, when I heard Rowitz not liking apple pie and ice cream uh, for dessert... you know, um, that's that's bordering on communism. I, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Um I I, I almost pulled the deal, so not, <laughs> not quite yet. But if he if he starts coming out with his galloping gourmet comments again, like he did, uh, we have to watch that. But honestly, it's great to be with you guys, and we're so psyched.
0: And uh, it, really, that that just sort of uh, shows the true nature of the show to this point is that Dr. Reardon has the the most outraged he's been at things he's heard on the show are the meat takes from either Brian McLovin Rowitz where he would put sauce on filet mignon or uh, he doesn't like uh, peach cobbler and vanilla ice cream and Chris Coquel saying that he puts ketchup on turkey uh, so that's that's where we're, that we're at right now that's the point we're at right now so uh, you are in the the spring semester right now with the FAU MBA sport management program and it's still uh, you have some students on campus, and again, your facilities uh, in the business building, the Schmidt Family Center, brand new on FAU's campus, are just immaculate. Uh, and you also have remote learning as well. Uh, how uh, how have things gone so far in spring semester? What sort of things are focused on? What are students being offered, and what are they going to continue to be offered come spring semester, uh, summer semester, and uh, fall semester next year as well?
1: Well, Ken, we've um... Throughout the spring, we've given the, the students an opportunity on a first-come, first-served basis, a limited number of students to come back to the classroom and uh, be in front of a live uh, teacher. Um, and well, I hope, I hope they're live anyway. But, um, <laughs>
0: um,
1: so students have have that opportunity to come in and sit there, um, and the teacher is up in front of the room. The teacher has a mask on um, in, our, in our building, in our Schmidt Center, uh, there's mostly about 16 seats maximum uh, per class um, and then the rest of the students can listen in live on uh, the internet streaming that we have the video streaming that we have and also can listen to the lecture that's recorded at a later time um, we've noticed a trend in in the spring and uh, in our programs in the College of Business executive programs and MBA sport that a lot of students have elected uh, to stay home and taking the classes online uh, over their computer, um, some of them still aren't ready to come back yet. Uh, we think that's going to improve uh, as the fu- as the spring ends, and obviously we get into summer a little bit. Same plans for the summer, um, you know, going forward. In terms of the fall, Dr. Kelly has indicated that he wants, uh, the, you know, the campus operating at full capacity, uh, so- something to those words. Um, and we're still working on to see. Uh, what what that means and how we're going to go about doing that. Uh, I don't think we're just going to open up the floodgates and everyone comes running through, like, you know, the Texas Rangers opening day with (laughs) 40,000 people. I think uh, that's going to really depend on, you know, the current situation and keeping in mind, obviously, the safety and health of all involved and not just doing something to get it done. Uh, FAU has been tremendous so far. Uh, throughout the entire COVID situation and keeping people informed and concerning uh, most about safety and, uh, you know, making sure people uh, stay
0: out of harm's way. Here with Dr. Jim Reardon. He's the head of the FAU NBA Sport Management Program, and he joins us on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Lavica, And uh, last time we had spoken here on air, we had discussed, and you had acknowledged that, yeah, Uh, In textbooks here over the next several years, surely there are going to be things written about and eventually taught about management of facilities when it comes to a pandemic or some sort of global situation like we've experienced over the last year plus. Uh, So that being said... The NCAA Tournament just went through its pandemic version after missing last year, kept it in the state of Indiana, several venues, and a lot of it was centered in Indianapolis, which also happens to be the home of the NCAA. You, with a background, a a, a very, very intricate background in facility management at some of the, the biggest venues in sports, what did you make of that? What were some of your observations? How do you think the NCAA did?
1: I think they did a, a, a good job can um, I think um, when you look at it uh, and people see you know they, they see a basketball game on TV and they can hear people talk about the bubble uh, but they don't know the intricacies behind getting the bubble uh, not to pop or not to burst yeah um, keeping things going and it takes a lot of people I've said this before um, when you put in new rules and new regulations uh, to to keep people in a specific area and sometimes work with less spectators, it's going to take more operations and uh, game day staff and event staff to get that done. So sometimes you're dealing with less people as we saw uh, with the crowds and everything at, at the games, but uh, you, you still need more people to enforce the regulations and the same thing with the players and coaches and staff that were staying in Indianapolis. I mean, Indianapolis has a unique situation. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, they have basically five, six hotels yeah. that are connected via Skyway to the convention center. So basically, that's part of your that's part of your problem solve right there. That you you have a you have a ready made bubble where you can keep uh, access uh, and an entrance uh, to a minimum based on you know checking IDs and different tiers of personnel. Um, I th- I thought it was great. I thought you know each team had its own floor in the hotel. They had their own meeting room. Um, they had their, you know, they had uh, practice facilities that were cleaned and scrubbed after each practice. Um, and I, you know, the big thing is what made it work is the, is the players and coaches themselves. You could put on all the regulations and rules and, you know, requirements and ordinances and everything else. Um, if people that have to abide by them aren't going to abide by them, uh, it's not going to work. It's like COVID in general. You know, if all these people go out and don't wear a mask and, you know, don't socially distance and, don't well, there's, there's going to be issues, you know, uh, continuing. But, you know, it, I think the big thing about the NCAA is that people work together, the teams work together, and I applaud the coaches and the, the athletic staffs um, for making sure that uh, all of the rules and, and regulations were abided
0: to. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, it is elite. It is one of the tops in the country. It's one of the tops in the world. And I have seen firsthand and have met so many of Dr. Reardon's students that have gone on to have very successful long runs in the sports industry in a variety of different roles. FAU.edu slash NBA Sport. FAU.edu slash mba Sport. And, yes, that includes plenty in the NCAA, whether it's for the actual organization or for schools uh, within the NCAA bubble. Uh, When it comes to, and I I promise I'm not trying to age you here, but you have been running this program now for over 20 years. How has the sports industry, and how has the scope of the sports industry, changed from day one to now?
1: Well, um, back in the day when I used to confer with Babe Ruth on a lot of things uh, (laughs) about different ideas and (laughs) such. Um, no. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it uh, I'll, uh, we, we came on board here in 2000. I had been five years previously at a school in Buffalo, New York, and that's my teaching career right there. And obviously, and you know, the, the standard answer, the easy answer is, uh, the way technology has come into uh, the realm of not only sports, but of everyday life, uh, things are constantly improving. Um, the big thing I notice is that and in terms of helping students start their careers or continue their careers is the type of jobs that are coming on now. Um, you know, there's more departmentalization of jobs in terms of ticket sales, in terms of corporate sales, in terms of sponsorships. Uh, and, you know, normally uh, back in the day you would just have one or two people uh, working those. Now you have uh, – now, now you break it down even further to – you know, group sales to uh, out-of-state sales. If you're in a region like Minnesota and you're selling to people, you know, the twins are selling to people in three different states. So you have ge- uh, geographical departmentation. So a lot of that in terms of ticket sales. And then you have corporate sponsorships. So you're having major major corporations. And then you have smaller companies like us or organizations like us. So there's there's different different areas, again, different types of customers uh now that you know the departments are being broken down back in the day back back in 2000 you had one person handling Mm -hmm. everything everything i think now obviously with the invent invent of the internet and coming the coming of analytics there's and we talked about covid needing more people more specific people to work in facilities uh they're bringing in uh companies now are forming their own sanitizing divisions uh cleaning companies that are trying to sell their services to uh, arenas and stadiums um, you need special people for for that so I think the the biggest change that I've seen in, in addition to obviously the the dawn of the internet is the amount of jobs and types of jobs uh, employment that are coming in and, and, and available for our students and it's great and some of these some of these areas you know I'm familiar with but I learned from the students that want to come here and they they said I've been in this area I've been in that and, you know we talked briefly off, off the air about esports you know students are coming in already, you know, with a background in esports and how they want to get involved, and in either as, as a player or as a manager or as an administrator. And that certainly wasn't around in 2000.
0: Uh, and so that brings me to this because if anyone follows sports past just a quick glance at SportsCenter, you're starting to hear things about NLI, uh, which is name. And uh, likeness NIL. and image nil yeah see I I'm thinking of national letter of intent no, yes uh, NIL, yeah. nil yeah name image and <laughs> likeness which is going to transform college athletics and uh, here in Florida it's about to become law where uh, college athletes can make money off their name image and likeness you're hearing NFT which is digital art. Uh, which gives you an ability to make cryptocurrency and money off of that. The NBA, with their top shot, has taken advantage of that as well. Sports gambling, I think that we're about five years away from every state in the union having legalized sports gambling. All of those things, how much do you monitor those, and uh, how much do you anticipate that those are going to have to be added to what you do in the FAU NBA sport management program sooner rather than later?
1: No, definitely can, and 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 thank goodness for publications like Sports Business Daily and Front Front Office Sports and everything ki- that we can keep up on on the progress of these uh, uh, of, the, of these new and exciting ventures coming in. Um, the uh, name, image, and likeness. Um, I mean, there's going to be chapters upon chapters later on written in textbooks about it. Yeah. Not so much of the spirit of the law, the spirit of the intent, but the craziness and the wackiness of how getting it passed and getting it approved um, and you know um, in, in terms that they can be applied to student-athletes um, my original thought is let's do a national law a national uh, bill that would cover every everything now you're having different states doing it mm-hmm. and it's going to affect the way colleges can recruit students so yeah I mean having different states passing is you're gonna have uh, you know maybe 50 individual bills that will be common and, in some places, but totally different in others. So I think we have to put that in there. Uh, we, you know, sports gambling. Uh, now you're seeing it more and more on ESPN, SportsCenter, um, on the internet. You know, there's there's lines appearing. You know, the underovers. Um, that's part of the story now. Um, years ago, that was verboten. Not to, you know to speak about that at right. all. now, now it's it's part of the everyday thing. You know, Major League Baseball cutting deals, teams cutting deals with the different gambling houses and what have you. So we have to get that in. Uh, We have to look at, you know, what, um, you know, what could happen uh, based on years ago when uh, gambling was uh, uh, under the table and uh, illegal and some bad actors and bad characters got involved with sports. So we have to look at the history there and try not to repeat that as it becomes more and more. I think you're right. Uh, All 50 states will have it eventually. Some are pushing back harder than others. But that has to be part of it, so we have to talk about that as well. So that this cryptocurrency stuff is coming faster and faster every day. It's like you know, a, you know, a, a speeding train. Uh, you know, every day you wake up and something new is coming yeah. out. We're looking into doing something. Uh, actually, the, the Moore family, Danny, uh, uh, Diane, and Donna are involved in getting us to look and open up and have a, a lecture about crypto coin. not uh, not specifically in NBA sport. Uh, but also in the College of Business, Dean Gropper has been involved as well, and we're going to have an S- uh, one of the experts in finance, uh, Dr. Bill Luther, who is an expert in uh, cryptocurrency. He'll be talking about it as well, and you know to explain the different ins and outs. So we're getting it there, and we have to fit this into a curriculum. That um, in one way it's unfortunate that it's limited uh, because of the AACSB accreditation. We have to get other areas in non-sport right. areas such as accounting and finance and, you know, um, uh, what have you, uh, leadership organizations and everything else. Um, so we, we have to we have to get all these areas in with our current sport classes, which means uh, guest lectures by experts. That's a lot better sometimes than just reading about it out of a textbook. When we can bring in a guest lecture uh, on sports gambling, on sport analytics, on cryptocurrency, on NFTs, um, and we can give them to the students for two hours. Uh, they will get to know that, and then they can process that information and going forward. And we've we've covered
0: that area. And that is the essence of the fau MBA Sport Management Program. Like Dr. Reardon was just saying, to piggyback off of that, it's not just textbooks. It's not just exams. It's not just, oh, well, sit in a room and here's your MBA. No, it is lectures. It is teaching from people in the industry, first-hand knowledge, passing it directly along. It is the best people. It is the best internships. And that's why the fau MBA Sport Management Program has the sterling reputation it does. And it doesn't end after the spring semester, summer semester courses get your credits in the summer take the mba sport management program in the summer fau.edu slash Sport. and then of course fall semester sign up as well fau.edu slash Sport. the fau mba sport management program he is the man responsible for the fau mba sport management program being the title sponsor of my show Ken Lavick Alive, weekdays at noon on ESPN 106.3. Uh, he is a really good friend and uh, someone that I have a, an awful lot of respect for, and I've seen a lot of people, a lot of folks make their careers, begin their life journeys because he has set them in a position to succeed with the FAU NBA Sport Management Program. It's Dr. Jim Reardon. Dr. Reardon, really appreciate uh, catching up on air with you. I know we talked plenty off air as well, but uh, great stuff, uh, really good insight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay?
1: Absolutely, Ken. It was a pleasure to be here and uh, continued best wishes with the show.
0: Big thanks to Dr. Jim Reardon of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program and Luis Escobar and family sitting down with Ricardo, the sports professor, talking some polo. And of course, all the goings on in Wellington, polo season is in full swing. I'm Ken LaVica. More sports business next week, Wednesday, 6 o'clock on the boardroom, presented by the Honda Classic. I'll be back. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time for the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, Honda Classic Live. Don't forget the heat and the nuggets coming up tonight, 10 o'clock, right here on ESPN 1063. Have a great night, everybody.